Welcome, everybody, to The Album Crawl, the podcast where we delve into a new album every episode, song by song. We're going to take a look at the hits. We're going to be taking a look at the misses. We're going to be taking a look at the interludes, openers and closers and everything in between, talking about the storyline, talking about music production, whatever catches our eye. My name is Paul Johnson, and I'm here with my little brother and my co-host, more importantly, my co-host, James Johnson. And this week, we're tearing, tearing into Pet Sounds by The Beach Boys, 1966. Uh, we're going in, there's a lot of different versions of this album. We are getting to the 40th anniversary stereo mix edition. Jay, how you feeling tonight? Feeling great. Feeling very excited. I've been, uh, you really surprised me with this one. I think I, I think I thought about this album a couple times and, and being like, oh, one day I'll pick to do that. But the, the fact that you picked it, it was a, it was a, it was a good, it was a good one. Paul. Right. Well, we, <laughs> we talked about how like, sometimes you just need a gimme. Or like, you know, you, you kind of want to just get going after an album that you know well, or at least an album that you know is going to be really fun to get into. And I thought this is a great example of one of those albums that is just, I feel like I've heard it mentioned a thousand times as like the, you know, the turning point for music production. And yeah, it's like you, it, you actually first introduced me to this album, uh, playing it on a vinyl. So how what's what's your history? What's your history with this album? And then also, what did you think about this album going through it after, you know, doing it, doing it the uh, album crawl style? Right. So, yeah, I've listened to it uh, many times. I was first introduced to it during high school when my friends, uh, one of them, I believe it was Daniel Sill that started the Beach Boys craze in our friend group because our friend group was very, they were, they were all music based, but they're very pretentious about it. So like, when when Daniel decided that he, the Beach Boys were it, then we're like, oh yeah, Beach Boys are really cool, blah blah, and he would play it, whatever. And so <laughs> I think he introduced me to Pet Sounds. Was like, oh, this is totally like the album. And so I listened to it, and I was like, immediately like, oh, this is fantastic. Like every song, it's like it was just so enjoyable to listen to it. I think I, I originally listened to it while like doing like homework or something, and it's like such a good thing to put on the background because it's kind of quiet and you can. It's one of those things like the Brian, you know, episode we said it should be as interesting as it is boring or whatever. It kind of works like that. Like you could put well, this in the let, background. Well, let, let me, let me hop in there. It's the Brian, Eno quote about ambient music saying ambient yeah. music should be just as just, it should be equally as entertaining when you're listening to it as when you're not listening to it as in which, as, as a background as if, in, which, and also under a microscope, which I guess is a terrible use of that because that's not what this is trying to do at all, but this album does work if you put it in the background and, and if you listen to it and scrutinize it, it's perfect. Like it, it, it fits to right. different things. It has an, it has an ambient element to it. Yeah. It has like, a, the softness to it. Well, it's soft. Makes yeah. it a background music. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I wasn't doing a lot starting in high school and then and pretty much constantly since then, not constantly, but like every once in a while I'll go back and I'll throw it on. And, and like you said, yeah, I have it on vinyl. So every once in a while, it's at like a Sunday morning with coffee kind of listening. It's, it's just, it, it's, it's a wonderful album. And every time I listen to it, I find something new to think about and like listen to and, and realize and definitely this was listening to it for this podcast was definitely the most I've ever like gone into the songs. Like, you know, like I, I played it, I played it on vinyl. I sat on my floor and I listened to the whole thing with my eyes closed. And I was just like, okay, what is really going on here? Cause I've never thought about it as much. I've just enjoyed it. So I had so much fun because it is so satisfying. So you're like, right. wow, what is going on? What are these sounds? They're so and crazy. It, it, they're pet sounds. And it, it's, right. it really is the hallmark <laughs> of a great episode when you can 
uh, just listen to it casually. And then when you look into it, you get more joy out of it. And that is something that is absolutely true for this album. And, and maybe this album more than most albums. Yeah. I mean, this is probably the best album that we've done so far. I, I would argue. Wow. This, this you is, think this is the highest quality album. That this is the so highest. Yeah. I think that this is the highest quality album that we have done as a podcast. Yeah. Well, this is, this is Brian Wilson's take at uh, the best rock album of all time, which is how he described it, uh, you know, right after making it. Of course, now we would describe it as chamber pop or pop rock, maybe, or art just pop. pop music or art pop music. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to get more into the, a little bit of the storyline of the Beach Boys, what's going on in each of these songs and how it all ties together. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and just get started with what will undoubtedly be a great opening track to look back on. Wouldn't it be nice? Gosh, the song is just incredible. Would you believe it if I told you that I had to come around on this song? Wow. Because I originally knew this song from 50 First Dates, the right. Adam Sandler movie. Right. The masterpiece of film where he right. basically just tricks yeah. her into, yeah. Um, and so I always just, <laughs> so when I first started listening where takes to it, this. Where it's a guy taking advantage of a mentally ill woman. Yeah, it's a fucked up movie. It's a really, <laughs> would not fly today whatsoever. Um, yeah, and so when I first I listened to it, and it sounds so different than the rest of the album because it's so so immediately bright or whatever. And I love the sadness in this album, so right. I was just like, I just didn't really like it. And then over time, I I, I had I came and now I love it. I think oh it's my great. gosh! But initially, wow. I didn't like. I always like skip this. There's it's, two it's songs just, I skipped too, on this it's album. It's just too happy. It's kind of like that kind of yeah. like that sur- yeah. rock, surfing USA type of thing where it's like, it's just so joyful. It's so joy, right. joy in, in music in one song. <laughs> but then when you go back into it, I love the lyrics so much that I, uh, that that's what eventually like got me back in. Right. Right. There's, it's a unique topic of a song. It's uh it's this idea of these people that are maybe in a relationship or maybe they're not in a relationship saying how nice would it be in the future if we can if we can be adults basically if i could if i could just for a brief moment tell my story because i knew this in high school and i listened to it at the time when i was dating someone and it didn't work out and then six years passed and i live with that person and so this song always makes me think of that and i literally live the reality like i would listen to the song and think about my now current wow and like it would make me think of it but now i'm actually doing the thing 
So we need, we like, need a new song called It Was Nice. Or it was, it it's, is nice. it's great. <laughs> it was nice. It would have been nice, and it was. And it, it was. Is. You're, you're, you're correct. <laughs> uh, I think we're getting into some, some details of the English language there, but mm-hmm. something like that, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. Which I, I thought about well, when, we, when I was listening to this week. I was like, oh, that's so funny. That's like, pretty priceless because it is this wistfulness. It's this, you're just, you're trying to, you know, thinking about something that, that could have happened. You're kind of craving something so yeah, bad. Yeah. And just like, and knowing, and knowing that it's not like when you're 17 and you're in love with somebody and you're just like, right. It, the idea of being 25 and living together far away is like, it's the most, like alien thought like you're right. like that's never gonna happen like that's so, literally so as as an opener for this album how would you how would you say this fits into the album i think lyrically 10 and of course 10. of course you know we're starting off on the babel o'reilly co- right scale right. The O'Reilly scale the the opening track scale of five and um while i think lyrically it succeeds tremendously in setting up themes of this like love but at a cost uh you know like it's not gonna be perfect and and but it, it's so great and and you're really enjoying it but there are these like themes of of not achieving it or you know like because that like thing that goes against it i think that really works in its favor but like i said before the brightness kind of sets it apart from the rest of the album uh, i think it works as an opener because of that but at the same time it it's sort of like it's just kind of it, it does fit a little weird you feel like it's a misrepresentation of this album? Exactly. I don't think listening to this, you know what you're going to get at all. <laughs> like, you're definitely going to be like, right. wait, whoa. <laughs> right. Even starting with the next song, you're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is like, you you would show Pet Sounds to somebody and be like, hey, you want to listen to this album? And they'd be like, oh, wouldn't it be nice? I love that song. And then they'd be like, That's, yeah, let's yeah. listen to the album. And then they'd, they'd go through it and be like, what the hell am I, what is this? They'd be bored what after is- the third song. Exactly. Uh, but now going back point. into it, knowing it and, and knowing that it has like this nice flow of going from up to now this down and then kind of back up again, like it, it arcs in a nice way. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Right. But, mu- but musically, musically, it, I think it checks out for, in my opinion, this, this does check out. What do, what do you think? Musically like, uh, yeah, no, like yeah, co- composition should, and, yeah, and production. Yeah. Yes, definitely checks out. It's just the bright, the, literally just like the, the, the tone of it and the vibe of it is so bright. It's just like a big sun, right? Like it's too much. That's the only, that's like the biggest ding for me. I would say to me, this song is a masterpiece. Wow. I, th- I think this song is genuinely a masterpiece. It's one of those songs that you, you can picture the person singing it. And you can you you picture this absurd situation of the of the person singing it where you you clearly get this this solo show you get this person's life I feel like in this song mm-hmm. where it's I I don't know I I can picture it it's like the it's almost like a, like in a play where you have it's like a, a person doing a monologue and then in the background it's just changing like the waves and the ocean mm-hmm. opening up as like this this incredible uh, picture behind him. I think that the music production and the the execution of the vocal melodies in the background on this song is probably the best I've ever heard. Uh, absolutely incredible the way that they're used. Like if you if you think about it in the beginning with this heavy snare hit and then the song comes in and it's bursting through out of the seams right out of the gate. But then 
it does it starts the same melody again on the next verse after the chorus and then it works in the 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 vocal backings as if it wasn't full enough and that it's like it's like it's an overfilling cup of soda right, can we can we yeah, let's uh let's let's listen to that that's funny i've never thought about it like that the snare is, is so alarming <laughs> It's already so full. Big standing bass. Now it's going to restart here. That, it makes it so incredibly joyful mm-hmm. it's just absurd it's <laughs> it's just absurdly joyful that yeah that and that yeah that always just kind of bothered me is how happy it <laughs> and again going against the rest of the album which has so much sadness in it right and uh so i, I want to add a little tidbit before we get to the next song and but we have, of course we have to put it on the babel riley scale but i want to add this little tidbit the, apparently this song took the longest months to record Okay. Uh, Brian Wilson was obsessed with the vocal backings and would not let any part slide. Great. And I mean, it was they did a wall of sound session on the backing track that lasted like six or seven hours, like a full <laughs> thing. Oh, you didn't watch the you didn't want you didn't get a chance to watch the movie, right? I no, I did not watch the movie. No, no. So I still think you should check it out. The the movie Love and Peace and Mercy, Love and Mercy, Love and Mercy. I think it is. Yeah. Where they basically chronicle the making of this album. It's, it's very cool. Uh, but yeah, his like obsessive, like, uh, I need to watch that. With I have to watch getting it. everything. Right. I have to. You, you, you'll, you'll definitely really I'm, I'm sold on Brian Wilson and Beach Boys after this. Yeah, um, Brian Wilson is a, is a legitimate genius. I mean, like, he's like, but Mike Love, though, you know, also so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's put this on the, let's put this on the scale. What do you, what do you got? I, I heard your opinion. I'm hearing something like in the in the three range for you. No, 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 no. Four. I think it's a fantastic song. And like I'll I said, you at four. Yeah, I'm super happy with four. It just yeah, if it doesn't it wasn't, represent the album. Yes, and that that's just that's the ding for me. And that's but that's just one point. I think it's a fantastic song. I think it's so so nice and could be totally taken from this album and has a life of its own. I, I would like to make a proposition here before going to this next song. Good vibrations was made along with this album. Right, and it was up to Brian Wilson to not put it on this album, which is but this insane. would perhaps it's insane. It would perhaps be the greatest second song to go right after this to ease into the rest of the album. Uh, that's I, I, every other Beach Boy apparently agreed, but they Brian Wilson was like, "No, it doesn't that's go on this album." So interesting, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go back and I'm just gonna put because I have the playlist. I'm just gonna slot it in and I'm gonna listen to. It. I, I was I was damn near thinking with this album we should just. Just listen to Good Vibrations at the end because it belongs on the album. I think I think let's 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 do that because it's, okay, cool. it's, it's fantastic. Okay, so let's let's move on to right. you. You still believe in me? Yep. Every time 
this sound like a renaissance song yeah there's something that's funny i have i just thought there was something just kind of like off with this i, I never understood what it was but maybe it is like renaissance sounding it's it's, it's this the chord. oh yeah that it's used twinkling. throughout the whole album yeah all the things in it oh and the car the the bike ding 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 oh yeah you ever, uh, uh. yeah yeah yeah, little bike bells. A lot of really strange, strange sounds. Wait here, I want to point out the timpani use here. There's the, there's the horn, yeah. What? Well, so what? The timpani is that little bass type. The hu- string so the timpani is the huge, huge drum they use in orchestras. The dum 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 dum. Oh, used, okay. Yeah. I can't. I can't think of any other album that's used in it. Uh, any other album that uses them, but the, his use of them as like a soft kind of like little like he uses it for uh, like dramatic intention. And I think it's, it, it's used throughout it, especially on the A sides. And this is the first instance of it that I really like where it's like, it comes in with a doom doom. Cause it's got, it's so big and it's got so much force. And it like creates this sort of, it's like a war drum, but to use it in like su- such a soft way to, to add to the atmosphere. I, I just, I love it. And I think it's like a, using it as like a, a representation of how good he is at like using, um, the instruments in his own way that isn't traditionally done with like how the orchestra instruments are used. Right. I think that, that, I think that it's such a good, such a good way. So that's my first, and I have a couple other points when I want to point it out, but that was the nice first one. And, and that it brings up a point in that this album is so irregular for its time. It's so irregular for its time. But it's also so irregular in general. Like it's still irregular today. Yeah. There's no, I don't know. Uh, the only thing that I, I, I could, I, without like really pondering it, there's an artist named uh, Bibio. He he does stuff that sounds kind of like this. We make sort of like pop music or maybe like Bonobo is kind of more like jazzy, but like, yeah, this like kind of like using orchestral instruments to and like really weird stuff to create this sort of like pop straightforward music right. in a weird way. Apparently it's called a pocket symphony. Oh, really? Oh, I've yeah. never heard that before. It's like, it's a symphony in your pocket. It's like a, it's like not not a full symphony, but it's there's elements. They're using like yeah the instruments, which I mean like using strings. I feel like on pop songs is like typical, but this isn't. I like I don't does he even use strings in this album. Oh yeah, like, oh there's tons of violins. There is tons of violins. Yeah, no for sure. Okay, but I'm yeah, like tons of violins. I don't think there's any like cellos or anything like that. But this song has there's definitely a stand up bass. This this song had like an oboe or something in it. That, that was the yeah yeah totally like an oboe. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that is, but for sure. I mean, like he, big, he brought he brought the whole orchestra. Yeah, uh, everything on one of these songs. I think it's a on Pet Sounds. There's ten violins, <laughs> and on Wouldn't It Be Nice? There's two accordions playing at the same time. Uh, and uh, what oh, another cool thing about this album is all of this is live live recorded. As if that wasn't common sense, all of it's live recorded. Right. And but but coming back to the thought of all of this being this so irregular for its time, 
you, 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 I think there's this point about um, the, the topics of what he's talking about are, mm-hmm. are not of the time. Yeah, definitely. And this is what, what is what this song is about basically <laughs> I'm going through a bunch of problems and having someone who's still going to be steadfastly by his side. Yep. But this like, yeah, like the doubt, this is like the 1960s and having this like. Doubt Our positive our- thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but having like this like self-doubt and 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 singing about it in this like very emotionally vulnerable way is definitely not something that like there's no rolling stone songs that sing about this i have a feeling there's no, no Beatles songs that are singing about this Nah, not really I, I just like his his emotional openness is is probably one of the biggest takeaways for me and that's why i really really like like this album especially as someone who doesn't really listen to lyrics all that much, this album lyrically, I think it's like, so one of the best representations of how to like, just where this straight up hard on your sleeve songwriting. That's uh, yeah. 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 But this, this is definitely like very close to, to his heart. And it's, it's a good example of like this self narrative, but it's not something that had happened a lot. Maybe not even at all up until this album of, of this, it's like this hero's journey. It's kind of Kanye West has done a lot of it. A lot of solo artists have done this, but it's this, it's this like self-narrative, the story that you tell yourself. It's this internal dialogue that you're putting into song that just mm-hmm. that that this is a, a really early example of. It's it's almost makes it a concept album in that he's telling his story in a way that it could be him or it could be anybody else, but it and in in a relatable digestible fashion but it's yeah. it's still like a diary yeah and it's like that you, you it kind of goes through a lot of stuff but each piece is separate but they all work together it's like all the same <laughs> yeah it's like all the same central character but each piece is serves as its own like right. story or like conclusion about something right now if we go back to like like buddy guy which was the one of the most recent albums and that was 1950 like 1962 he was recording songs like that if you go into the blues music a lot of that is very much like the self-effacing putting you know being down Mm -hmm. lyrics but a lot of the times the music yeah and and a lot of times the music would fit that too yeah but so so is this really game-changing that's a good point. I guess I, yeah, I, besides that album, like I don't really know the blues at all besides like in a theory. Right. But to do it. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess not necessarily, but maybe not necessarily in the way that he sings about it or definitely not like with the music that backs it up that I think is the big change. So right with the beach boys, you're doing it on a gigantic platform. So there, this is going to be, yeah, Big it would be like Elvis that. Presley putting out a bad, a bad, or like a negative song about himself. Exactly. Yeah, I think that, it would never, that, it would never happen. I think that's the big difference in in terms of like what what's being done, like in actual legitimate pop culture. Right, this, and then and then of and, course the musical backing, like you said, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree yeah. with that too. I think I think the musical backing is is what the disoriented musical backing, along with the disoriented like uh, lyrics, and it creates a story that's that that shapes this album mm-hmm. and it definitely with the next song it very much is a continuation of, of exactly what we're talking about right here 
So let, let's get on to it. Let's get into let's get into the meat of this album. That's not me. I wanted to show how independent I'd grown now, but that's not me. I could try to be big in the eyes of the world. What matters to me is what I could be to just one girl. I'm a little bit scared because I haven't been home in a long kind of hard to the songs are just so short but it is kind of hard to not just listen to all of the songs <laughs> it's seriously especially with this one because you got this kind of it's kind of like two parts you have another you have like this turnaround that happens mm-hmm. wait what you do oh i guess it's like this a little this bit part? yeah i once had a dream so i packed up and split for the city Oh yeah, it's kind of. And then he kind of repeats this the second half. It's kind of like a split song. It's like first yeah, it's like that's, that's not me, then it's like packed up and went to the city. Mm-hmm. No, I think now I I'm think, back. This is a song about coming. This is the coming back, isn't it? Oh, I don't I'm know. Packed I, up I, and I didn't going home. It. Oh, okay. I'm glad how I left, but now I'm back. This is a song about like at, like looking back on it, going to and, going and to the city, being it. disappointed, and then going back. I'm going back. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like for, I was doing a bunch of things in the city, and that wasn't really me. So now I'm going mm-hmm. back home and narrating this experience of like I went to the city, and that wasn't me. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. Exactly. No, and, uh, no, dude, no details on what he was doing. Maybe, we, maybe we don't want to know. A lot of coke and strippers. A lot of coke, maybe some strippers. Yeah, probably. And this is the only song that isn't sung by a lot like, of psychedelics. Men's. Yeah, yeah, definitely they were on psychedelics. And this is the only song that wasn't mainly sung by uh, Brian Wilson. I think this is the only one, the Mike Love song. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Mike Love. Oh, I, honestly, it's hard to tell the difference for me. Oh, he has that like, uh, like it's just yeah, like, he's more nasally. Actually, maybe I only know that because I think at one point I said this goes back to the pretension of uh, my friends, where I, I said that this was my favorite song, and Daniel was like, "Uh, you like the Mike Love song." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Mike Love. I think he's a better singer than Brian Wilson. But uh, I his like that 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 like like it was uh, he's very, so good at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like kind of like it's but, whiny, but it sounds good. But Brian Wilson's like a true passionate singer. Like you you can hear his like especially wouldn't it be nice? His broken you get, heart. Yeah, you can hear yeah, you can hear his broken heart in his singing. Like I I, I seriously I I almost cried listening to this album. Like the first when I finally when I finally really listened, I really got what he was doing with this album. I almost cried because I was like, this guy is so torn up. It's so so clear that he put everything he had into this album. Yeah. And just absolutely shredded himself to pieces for it. <laughs> and it's also a conflict with like a lot of things. But also, but uh, sorry, but also I want to pass it back to you, but also Billy Corgan did that, and I don't give a fuck. So part of it is part of it is I just like this guy, I think. 
All right. Well, he also Billy Corgan's like that that lead single is just about shitting all over the indie rock scene, which actually, I mean, well, he shits on the the drug culture scene, I guess, but right. Like, he's being more emotionally vulnerable than I think Billy. Corgan right, right, right. Was. Oh, maybe I don't know. Makes- I mean, Billy Corgan is writing songs about being abused by his parents. I mean, I don't think it's that much different. Okay, I guess you're right. Damn. But just the music. I like the music better. So yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Bill. Sorry, William. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> I like that sounds more. I don't know what to tell I you. I like that. I like the music better. I don't know. What to, yeah, there's nothing else to <laughs> simply better, in my opinion. That's, that's, that's all there is. Um, but by the way, Brian Wilson has a uh, pretty killer uh, Wikipedia picture. If you get a chance to check out his Wikipedia picture, he's like pointing at the camera, looking all cool nice. Very on the cool. piano. Oh, like, okay. Is this a good time for me to give a little backstory of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys? Absolutely. This is so, a great time. So Brian Wilson had left, he stopped touring with the Beach Boys for about a year before he produced this album. And this, so this was, you know, 1965. And I don't, I'm not sure when he started touring with them again, but I think it was way after this album was done. So basically Brian Wilson just kind of stopped being part of the Beach Boys and produced this album. And then, uh, he kind of produced this entire thing by himself there everyone else was involved they were kind of writing it but uh he also brought in a writer uh for this album and i'm gonna get the name of it because i i keep forgetting the what the name of the the writer is it's like tony uh it's like tony asher is what his name is and he's just this random copywriter that wandered into the studio while brian Wilson was recording Tony Asher ends up writing, wouldn't it? He ends up writing a pretty big chunk of Wouldn't It Be Nice, uh, God Only Knows, and a couple of the other songs on this album. So it's, it's just kind of a weird, it just, like, what is going on with Brian Wilson? Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but it's a crazy story. Mm-hmm. And he clearly, and, and, and then, well, I'll just t- put this in two sentences. Brian Wilson later on has a gigantic mental, mental problem and then gets on tons of drugs. And then also teams up with this manipulative, like therapist person who ends up running his life for like 15 years. Right. And, yeah. So that's, if you watch that movie, it's about making pet sounds and then that happening. Yeah. That's so the duality of the movie. Th- it's insane. Basically this was the peak of Brian Wilson's life. And then a bunch of crazy shit happened right after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very sad. And he had a bad upbringing and there's like a bunch of tumultuous stuff with his father. Right. And there's another Wilson in the band too. They're the two brothers. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I should have started with that. Yeah. There's two, it's three brothers. It's the three Wilson brothers. brothers. Yeah. It's the drummer drummer. And then there's uh, Carl Wilson, uh, Brian Wilson, and then the Dennis Wilson. Dennis. And then there's also their cousin uh, who is Mike Love. Mike Love is their cousin. Uh, and then the, there's just one other guy named Al Jardine. Who's just, a friend <laughs> so it's basically a family band yeah yeah yeah. okay interesting yeah and then their their dad sold his business to fund the start of the beach boys uh, when they were like 15 so they're really young so they, they basically didn't have much of a childhood right right he was like, anyway that's music. that's that's a lot of backstory but that's that's a little bit about what's going on with this album it's it's you could call this 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 album like a midlife crisis or a quarter life crisis album it wouldn't be too mm-hmm. far apart from that yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, just a giant like, mental breakdown in an album. Yeah, it's got to kind of what that song is about. That's not me. It's just about like freaking out, not 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 dealing with it, not dealing with life well, so just running back home and being like, oh, it's much safer in the suburbs. That's true. That's not me. Oh, I couldn't change. Couldn't change for the city, so it just goes back home. 
Yeah. And it just says, I'm I this was me. Yeah. So I'm back where I belong. Yeah, that's that's it's it's part of the whole hero's journey thing. And and I wonder if that that could be just him writing about uh what's it called? That's him not touring anymore. He's like he tried to do that life and he's like, I can't do that anymore. So it, I'm gonna go back to the studio where I belong. <laughs> could be it could be that it could be going to LA too, because I think they're they're not they're racing like Central California or something like that. So oh, interesting. Right. Either, none of them, either one of them. Famously, none of them surfs. One tried to surf and then died. Are you serious? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh surfing USA. Are yeah, you I think serious? One of, yeah, one of one of the Wilson, I think Dennis died while Dennis died, but he he no, he didn't try to surf. He was like they were out on boats and he just uh, no one really knows how he died. He just oh, kind really? of died. Oh, oh he, he just like, kind he of just, died. He just drowned. He just drowned, and like oh, no one knows why he drowned. Okay, I thought I thought it was from surfing. No, that would be that would be. <laughs> I, I thought it was like the most beautiful irony, but I guess Dennis not. Wilson died the first time he tried to surf while playing surfing USA on a on a boombox in a nearby in a nearby boat. Okay, this next song. Okay, I'm I'm looking at the plays, and this is I'm happily I'm happy that this is one of the higher played songs, right? Because I wouldn't have expected that. Don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder. I can hear so much in your sound, and I can see so much in your This is a this is a song. Uh, you you like this song? I love this was this was after that's not me. This was then after that being my favorite song. This was my favorite song. All right. What what do you like about the song? Um, my number one thing is, and this is such like the production thing of how they use the bass and it's like this is this big warm background that just fills this whole song. Like the bass. To me, the bass is this whole song, right? Because it never stops, and it's like this is just, and I just it always made me feel like this, like cloudy, spacey. Oh, here. That's that timpani again, timpani, that big drum, that boom. It's only used as that at that little bit towards the end of the song where it's just like this like kind of dramatic 
conclusion to the song, even though nothing else really changes in the song except for those um, strings coming in. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just like a perfect, nice touch. Yeah, and it's such a such a delicate song to have that drum in there. You just wouldn't. No would one, would, no one would be no making would a that. song go. You know what the song needs is a giant drum. Yeah, at the very end of it, just just a little roll. But I think it's like the perfect. I think it's I think it's perfectly placed. It's like that nice little like hmm. cherry on top of the song. I always look forward to it every time. Also, the song is that. But it doesn't go anywhere. It's just that. It's just it's just like. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> what it's trying to do. I think this song is very reminiscent of like the 1950s of like mm. those cheesy 1950s fireside songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, crooning. Yeah. That's that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I yeah. It's a uh, it's it, it's done very well. The fact that the bass is so big and then his voice is so high and delicate over right. the top of it is just and then the melody of it, I think it just it just works. Yeah, it's just a total vibe song, and it like it sounds. Yeah, it sounds. Fireside is actually a really good way to put it. Like this sounds like sitting by the fireside at night with a girl, with a significant other, as you're just like being quiet. It's a quiet moment, right? Like it perfectly encapsulated a quiet moment in the song. <laughs> yeah, which I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like this one. But yeah, it's yeah. not like a huge thing. And and I would never put this song like on a playlist. Like I would never go and like listen to this. And I, I think this this goes for a lot of the songs of this album where they work so well. It, this album works so well together. Like these songs, like like wouldn't it be nice as like a banger? That's like a song that you can go to. But like you still believe in me and this song, like I'm not going to go to these songs because I'm going to listen to the whole thing because there's so much better being bolstered by the rest of it. This is, yeah, this is what the, and this is what the podcast is all about is, is finding little patterns like this where the, the album together is better than the album apart. Yeah. And that's what I think this is one the, like one of the best. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think I, I picture this whole album as a solo play and as, as just Brian Wilson's monologue mm-hmm. and it gets better the more you understand each song because because don't talk put your head on my shoulder is it's it's kind of like it's it's a love song in a, mm-hmm. in a way because he's saying you know we could talk about a lot of different things but just let's just have this moment like you said quiet moment but when you put it in perspective of you know clearly this is a person who's got a lot going on in his mind a lot of troubles yep and then just kind of saying why don't we just have a little peaceful peaceful moment here yeah and it could also be him talking to himself like telling himself to calm down and to like force himself to not be thinking so much and being so overworked or whatever yeah maybe he was yeah and it could it could just be he's trying to make that feeling Mm-hmm. yeah i see what you're saying he, he yeah he wanted to make that feeling and even if he was just talking to himself he gets that feeling across of like just you know take a calm moment good point i did definitely i definitely did not think about that before makes me think about this in a different way which is a perfect segue into i'm waiting for the day which is uh not exactly a quiet moment 
Yeah, so that that so you have that. I just want to say that right before we go into this, at the end of that song, you just have that little timpani roll. It's like a little bit, which really just works. Also, I forgot about this part. It works right in because that's the end of that song, and it goes right into this. When you needed someone to help forget about him, I gave you love with a brand new start. That's what you needed the most to set your broken heart free. I know you cried and you felt blue, but when I could, I gave strength to you. I'm waiting for the day when you can love again. I kissed your lips when your face looked sad. It made me think about him and that you still loved him so. Baby, don't you know? But pretty soon I made you feel glad. There's a lot going on here. You hearing that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The trog, trog voice. Yep. And those <laughs> drums is very, it's like a big old parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally. All right, pump it, it for this flute solo. <laughs> Parade is the really the perfect uh, thing for this song. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh man, this song might define the underappreciation of music production in a song. Yeah, I've never really thought about this song that much before we did this, but now, yeah, listening to it, I'm like, wow, there is it's just all over the place. Well, not all over the place, but like, is it's just, and then it goes into this. That's right. And there's nothing, nothing's missed. Every, every, there's a fill. Every instrument, there's a new instrument coming in, playing a different fill. And this. This is, this part is way cooler than the rest of the song. Oh yeah, this is the best. You didn't think. Hmm. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to sit around and watch him take you? Come on that, now. This this song lyrically, like what it's I find it so interesting. A lot of confidence. It's like uh he he's with a girl who's still having a hard time. It's like he was the friend that was like there. Oh, 100% is what it was, yeah. Yeah, and then she broke with him and now he's with her but not really. Yeah. Oh, seems like muddy waters. <laughs> yeah, oh, very muddy waters. And then like but but I feel like he's I feel like he's I feel like he's he, uh, he's still waiting for the day. You're right. It's muddy waters for sure. He's he's still not with her. Yeah yeah yeah. So it's just like a it's like kind of like a not 
it's another thing of his songwriting was like, yeah, it's like not a satisfying conclusion or anything. I'm like, there's that with like the confidence you didn't think, but that doesn't end with like, if it was like the love story, there's no conclusion. Right. It's just, and there's not really a beginning. It's like you start in this middle ground and that's just where it is, which is super interesting as a a song writer. And, 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 and again, you have this kind of slightly confusing or like ambiguously positive lyrics with a very positive musical backing. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't quite add up. Or, and, and, and you know, actually, it's the same as Wouldn't It Be Nice, because they're both these hypothetical situations that he wants mm-hmm. to happen. So he's kind of painting this, I, he's he's an idealist. He's like, this is how it's gonna be. And it's gonna if, work out. Yeah, we're, this is how it's gonna be together. It's how it's gonna work out. His his reality songs are a lot sadder than his optimism songs. <laughs> Baby Brian Wilson is just an absurd optimist. Hmm, that's really interesting. Definitely like, did not cross my mind before. Like a manic depressive. Yeah, like a manic depressive. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the day. When that day comes, it's going to be incredible. But right now, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love his vocal delivery so much on this. Like the power the power like when he like comes in like you could just yeah like what you said like you can really feel his like emotions like you can really like you can feel him and it's really yeah. really cool it's one of those like yeah je ne sais quoi moments where you it's hard to like put your finger on what, what it is that makes it so like uh what do you call it uh inter, uh, inter- yeah uh, attractive i don't know magnetizing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. magnetizing yes like well, like a I think part of it is the fact that there's no auto tune. So in order to get this at the time, you have to nail it. You have to absolutely nail it. Mm-hmm. And to, to be able to nail it is already hard enough to get the tone right. Then to be able to put all of your emotion into it too is basically impossible. It's, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's something that very, very, very a handful of people on earth can do at any given time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I guess part I think part of it is just the challenge of doing it is is already uh, I mean I, it's what I'm real I realize what I'm saying doesn't quite make any sense but he's just I don't know he's just really good singer shit I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the rest of the Beach Boys don't do this they don't they don't they don't have this passion behind their voice no yeah like Mike Love does that like cool voice but that's not the same thing as like when he does because he kind of does that same kind of voice here but it's just completely different because yeah. it's so him it sounds so personal and like open and that's that's what makes it so special right that's the x factor that's Mm -hmm. the x factor that's why people like adele they don't like her because she can hit every note yeah right exactly yeah which is why he's a genius Hmm. let's go down to the next song let's go away for a while you know what paul let's go away for a while
for an interlude, this is pretty dope. <laughs> this is so again, fifties crooning. Uh, yeah, I, so- I agree though. It is. This is a really smooth, velvety song. It's really nice. And you even get. I think it's. It's it's right here. The, the snare. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's, it's the piano that have that's playing those deep chords, those deep notes, and then this. It's, it's the mixture of instruments. It's like no, it's just no one at this time. But even people today struggle to do this. They, they struggle to, to mix as many instruments. And part of it, of course, is just having access to that many instruments. And of course, he also has access to any session musician he wants playing whatever instrument that he wants. So that helps it was a the, lot. It was a super famous uh, people, right? Is the 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 crush uh, demolition crew? Oh God. It's a group of like super famous session musicians. They're oh, famous, oh, yeah. I, I got a, I got a t- wrecking I got a crew. This. There you go. The wrecking crew. I don't believe that this is the wrecking crew. It is. It's 100% the wrecking crew. Oh, it is the wrecking crew. I just know that. I just, I know, I just know that. I'm 99%. Now that you said that, I thought you would have found that out, but me too. I'm like 99. I'm pretty, because I'm pretty sure doing research on this like back in the day. Yeah, totally. They, they, they did. Yeah, yeah. It's the woman. The woman is the bassist. I remember. I remember her really specifically. Uh, but yeah, like there, this album is why I know who the record crew is. This is what I'm like learning about this album. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't even said the phrase wall of sound yet. You did. You said it earlier. Oh, I did. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they had a full wall of sound session. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. This song, this song is an interlude, and that 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 little snare bit like makes this like an emotional impact song. Like the song makes me feel things. <laughs> it a goes places musically, like it's like a little like uh, going down the stream, like you go to different places, and then like th- that little like dramatic ending makes it impact me emotionally for whatever reason. For that, I'm like, wow. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> me, a- to me, to uh, me, and I. Uh, it, it is it is definitely to me it's a little bit templated as far as like it's a vacation song from the 50s it's a mm-hmm. little bit that vacation like you would you would hear the song in like a 70s tv show right yeah st- it's like a background yeah 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 um that, that being said of course it's really well done uh again though it's this it's this looking forward this optimism it's not it's not we're away for a while it's let's go for a way away for a while mm-hmm. like we're gonna it's gonna be a nice time let's go it'll be really it sounds really let's go yeah. away for a while is a very nice phrase it's a very like hopeful you you feel a lot of excitement and uh i don't know warmth in it right well there's a lot of warmth in this song now and uh weirdly enough this is not the end of side a yeah, don't, you know, let's, I don't even want to talk about it. Can we just do it? Let's go. Sloops, John B. It's a song. On Pet Sounds. We come on in this loop, John B. My grandfather and me.
This is this is a cover song, right? And it's also a song that that Brian Wilson very hesitantly included on this album. Yeah, uh, because the studio wanted a pop song. They wanted a, they wanted what they called a hit a hit Beach record. Song. And weirdly enough, it kind of was. I mean, I guess people like this. Yeah, our dad likes this one. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a when trash I, when song. I, it's not good, Paul. It doesn't fit. Literally, okay, so I, I always make the playlist so I can listen to an album every time we do it because on Spotify, it's organized by playlist. And I just took this off immediately, so I didn't have to listen to it. Nice, yeah. But I'm listening I, to it I on Vital. I, every time too. Yeah, I, I hate this song. And, and Let's Go Away for a While, Into God Only Knows is so good. Right. <laughs> it's just like... It's, it's depressing. Can we just... Let's just, go. Let's go to side B. Let's go to the best... One of the best songs ever made. God only knows. I may not always love you. But long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. God only knows what I'd be without you. If you should ever leave me, will life will still go on, believe me. The world could show nothing to me So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you What even is that like? <laughs> that whole middle section is so strange. Like the song is like, completely uh, abnormal. Yeah. Like I always thought of this, I always think of this as like such a good straightforward. It's like it's not normal like at all. The like what is that? Ba 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 ba. There's this whole like interlude to to yeah. inside of a song, inside of a two minute fifty four second song. <laughs> yeah, and then it just repeats the verse again. Mm-hmm. There's no chorus or anything like that. It's just one verse repeated two times. I mean, you can say this is the chorus. Okay, yes, this is the chorus, sure. But even this, it's not. It's, you know, it's just repeated. Is that psychedelic? Time. Yeah. Building. This is where, like, you listen to Animal Collective, and you're like, oh, they definitely like this song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was that at the time had to have been completely revolutionary. Oh, yeah. People listening to that are like, whoa. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. 
Even today, you're like, oh, that's like, listen, sick. Yeah, if you <laughs> listen to those voices, like the layering and the crossing over, it's, it's like it's like very like, Whoa. yeah, it's, 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 it's like a butterfly effect. But I really, I really, really like it. I love this song so much. One of my favorite songs of all time. It's so pretty. It's so sad. It's 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 a lot of things. I don't it's think just, it's sad. You think it's sad? God only knows what I do without you. The whole song is about not being with the person. No, God only knows what I'd be without you. Oh, without you. Oh, sorry. But then if sorry, the, the latter half of the verse where it's like, if you weren't there, what would I do? What what is it? What is the line? It's um uh I won't always be there. No, no. Wait. Jesus what did you say? If you should ever as long as there's me, sc- oh. Uh, life would still go on, go believe, on me. believe me but what good would living no no something could never oh life wouldn't deliver anything he basically says life nothing would that everything would be pointless yeah yeah that, that that's like that's like the the there's only so many lines in this song and half of them have to do with how terrible it would be without it you know what i mean that's like the the emptiness that's that's kind of like within him that brings this song out of it the whole thing is about like not being it's like it's like not about the person it's like about him it's about his own like incompleteness and his own sadness that's that's true that's definitely true that's where you gotta get this this sadness this that, this song always melancholy. came off as so sad to me but it's a love song but i was always very conflicted about thinking about it as a love song because it always just to me i i got that it just just sounded so depressing but i love it for that that's why i really really like it like both sides. Yeah, I, I I totally I totally see it as just a love song because he's. But I can I can I can see that your you what your side is also correct. I mean, it's because because he's the the song is what if you take what he's saying at face value, what he's saying is like he's if you're you're looking at the negative side of it, which is like yeah, with all without her or without assuming it's a her without her, there's no there's nothing you know he's nothing. There's nothing worth living for, and, and that's sad. But also, if you picture it as like a letter written to her, mm-hmm. if you think about it as a, as a message to her, then it's the highest compliment you could give somebody. Right. Which which is a love song. So it's maybe maybe both of those things. Or maybe maybe the highest compliment you can give somebody is also kind of sad. So Yeah, I also just thought that like doesn't it just sounds like like that like musically it also just kind of sounded like the I don't, I don't know what it is about it. It's something it's obscure. Like the 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 uh, hold on. It's neither it's neither minor nor major. It's 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 uh it's like it's using a mixture of modes. Really? Okay. Yeah. That would have been my that would have been my question. Is like, is this like a minor song? But it's definitely not because it's not. It's not. It doesn't sound over, like yeah. Like I never thought that it was like overtly sad or anything. I just. I could never see, I could, I could never view this song as just like a straight up love song. There was always just something about it that made me not just always be like, oh, it's just not that. It just doesn't sound like that to me. There sounds, right. it just sounds like there's just like a deep something underneath it. But I've never really been yeah, able to yeah, understand yeah. it. But it's just, it's just complex melody at the end of the day. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't fit cleanly into any, into really any other it, it the I, I read something that this is a a a play off of baroque music okay and that it, it sounds perfect once you pull up some baroque music it sounds just like it who's then, a who's a baroque composer 
like Bach. Bach would be a Baroque composer. Oh, okay, got it. And there, 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 I, I don't know a lot about this. I had to look up what it was. So yeah, don't yeah, ask yeah, me. Yeah. Don't ask me any more questions, please. Got it. No, no. I just wanted that <laughs> one thing. I just wanted Bach, and I'm like, oh, I never listened to him, so that makes oh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, to 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 be honest, this song doesn't really do it for me. Really, I, I like it. I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't love it. Like I'm not like, I'm. I it's it's it hasn't been stuck in my head. I really wanted it to be. Like, yeah. I, I like. But it I'm just like, wasn't. Oh. It just I, I, in the beginning it was, but then over time I think I don't know. It just didn't really. I I, I like it. I love it as 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 a as a piece like mm-hmm. a piece like, in the puzzle of this album. Yeah. And also just kind of as like a, um, there's nothing quite like this song mm-hmm. as, as a novelty. I, I really like it. And it, it, it really, it really shines true for some reason, you know, it's, it's almost like if you're looking at like a, a, a section of abstract paintings and you're like, I don't know why, but I like that one. That's, right. that's how I would describe this. It's like, I don't, I don't really know what about this song that is that I like. I can tell you that there's a, a funny melody going on, but other than that, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, I guess that, that's that's kind of what I what I'm touching at is 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 my kind of lack of understanding it and not being able to place it is what makes me like it more because it's so straightforward yet not at all and like it's it's like it's it's such a simple song. <laughs> There's only like the four lines, but but everything yep. that's in those four lines makes me want to continue listening to it. Right. Definitely never heard anything like it. I couldn't sit here and say that it sounds like anything. <laughs> Definitely isn't music. This is not music. <laughs> <laughs> that much we know. All right. I think we're tripping too hard, which okay. means okay. <laughs> we need to get to the next song. <laughs> I know there's an answer, aka hang on to your ego. I know so many people who think they can do it alone. They isolate their heads and stay in their safety zone. That's the best line. They come on like they're peaceful, but inside they're so uptight. Right. This <laughs> is shit talking the drug culture of the sixties. Yep. Well, he this, did. This is before Woodstock too. Yeah, and he did hallucinogenics, but then he's like, "Yeah, but fuck those people," which is so funny. Yeah, he's basically just calling out drug addicts here. And and uh, yeah, call, calling them out hardcore. That's it. Yeah. I really like it musically. This is one of my favorite songs musically on the album. Me too. And it used to not be, but I've really found it in the end. I really like the back half of this album. Like, it starts with God Only Knows, then there's this, and then there's just... I love this. 
What is? Do you know what that is? It's, pro it's probably an alto saxophone. Hey. It's played with some, like, some sort of distortion or something. I don't know. It could be a baritone saxophone too. Either way, it's an absolutely absurd piece of sound to go around yeah. with all of that. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. I think it's so cool. Why is this Why is this album called Pet Sounds? Oh, I don't know. I thought you would have an answer for me. I got nothing. I know there's an answer. <laughs> <laughs> there is There is for sure a reason why you called it Pet Sounds. And there's a dog barking at the end of it, so. Right. That's the thing. Wait, wait. We really don't know? I really don't know why it's called do Pet Sounds. Do we want to do it? Sure, let's do it. We, well, we do I'm doing it. Right. Okay. Why is Pet Sounds so important? Is the first. Yeah. Why is Pet Sounds so important? It's a good question. Initially, there was confusion in the band as what the name Pet Sounds meant. Jardine thought it meant petting or an album to make out to. Instead, the mostly <laughs> came from a joke about Brian Wilson being able to hear noises others couldn't, like dogs. So it's called Pet Sounds because there's a lot of. There's a lot of layers of sounds that Wilson could hear because he's like a dog. Honestly, that's a perfect name for this album because yeah. the more you listen to this album, I, I can tell you with a pretty good certainty that I have not heard every sound on any of these songs. Nope. It's, it's just an absurd amount of sounds. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Even by today's standards, really. Well, Although not the... quite. I mean, really, I mean... Like I, I I saw a Jacob Collier piece. I don't even know if I'm oh. pronouncing his last name right. Oh, he's probably a really good example of, of taking this sort of thing idea right and exploring it. I saw I saw something where he had like a thousand layers on the song <laughs> because he like he'll duplicate he'll like go and do one vocal piece like you know do twenty takes on one vocal piece mm -hmm. and then do that for every vocal phrase on Jesus the song. Christ, because he's pitch perfect. He could just. Duh. Da, da, da. just <laughs> incredible um yeah i mean i i can't speak for him because i don't really listen to him that much but this like i think there's a lot of bands or musicians where you they could they could do that and it would just sound like shit like it would just sound like overworked right and and to to have this many sounds and have it be flawlessly not overworked and just sound seamless but also so deep and like um it's like a vast wealth of sounds and different things going on. Yeah. So, like, so I, I want to bring up something related to that. You said that this, you brought up before I possibly on the album crawl on the last, when, when I announced this album, but mm -hmm. that this, that this album was produced by the wall of sound guy. What's his name? Oh no, I never, I didn't think I said that Phil Spector. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I'm pretty sure you said this album was produced by Phil Spector at one point. I've never. I would never have thought that. I thought okay, never mind. did like Beatles stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was a different conversation. Either way, okay. Brian Wilson actually produced the whole album, so it's like. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I would say. If I had to guess, I would say Brian Wilson produced everything. Yeah. By himself. But like, you're no absolutely right. Him what to do. <laughs> mixing mixing these sounds together is, I mean, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. Well, I, okay, I'm gonna look up who's the mix engineer on Pet Sounds. Compositionally, like everything, everything every, about everything. the production is extremely complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's a. That's funny. That's why it's called that. Okay, yeah, okay. So, so how do you think there's a guy that? named Mark Lynette who was the mix engineer. 
Mark. So, 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 so Brian Wilson did not do. Uh, oh, hold on. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. He he did he created the first true stereo mix of of pet sounds. Who Lynette did this guy Lynette? Yeah, he's okay. done a lot of other people. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Chains Addiction, Los Lobos, Randy Newman, some other people. Nice. Um, talk. I don't know. You want to move on? You did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Just incredible. It's an incredible feat. This is uh, here today. Another song. I think this song is so much fun. Like it's so interesting. And it's it again, it's that got the parade feel, doesn't it? Yeah, with that big tuba, the sturdy tuba. I love that the outro when it like speeds up. Does it change time signatures? I'm not sure about that. You know what I'm talking about? Let's see. The song is so interesting lyrically too. Like what? What is like? It's, it's, like, it's 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 almost ironic because this song is about how love you got to be careful going into a relationship because you never know love is just here today and gone tomorrow right and then but he literally was just talking about and i'm waiting for the day the exact opposite how he's basically falling for the same track that he's warning against in this song yeah Okay, here, here's a. I'll, I'll, oh, it doesn't change time signatures. What am I talking about? Either way, this is really cool. This is very 70s. That's a very ahead of its time. That little bit right there. And it's just like, it just. It's really just. I never really. Yeah. It's just full instrument, instrumentation breaks. Like. There's no singing for a while, and then it comes back. Yeah, I, I, I was just thinking about the balls this guy had to have to put this together. Because he has, <laughs> he has to bring in a session musician for every one of these instruments. I saw that the the, the total cost for this would have ended up in today's dollars would be like something like 600000 Not today's. That was it, then. In today's then. dollars. I feel in like 600000 is not a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money. Six hundred thousand for a, for an album is a lot. Why does it not seem like that much money? I guess it. I guess it is. So it's, it's a ton of money. I wonder how much. Like, okay, let's let's see. I, I mean, if you think about it this way, I mean, most albums are just produced with a band, so you could call it free. I guess. Uh, hold on. <laughs> a band and their instruments. Like, I think to put it in perspective, I think like the Who's latest record 
they spend like six hundred thousand on. But then again, like, but okay, in today you're saying in today's money it costs six hundred thousand. Kanye West, what, yeah. I wanted to find that it's three million dollars. <laughs> well, yeah, Kanye is crazy because he'll bring in like a hundred people. Yeah, I know, but the, I guess Brian Wilson is crazy. That's what I mean. It just doesn't sound like. Yeah, you're right. Brian Wilson is crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just as that's like a good benchmark. Is that fucking album because it's so insane? What Life of Pablo? No, no, that's Dark Twisted. I looked at Dark Twisted. Okay, okay. Like, here, here, I've got it. Brian Wilson's Pet Sounds took up to 10, 10 more than more than ten months and cost a then unheard of seventy thousand. One of the most expensive re- albums recorded at the time. Mm-hmm. Got it. So. And then they were like, "What the, the fuck is this?" But that, then again, then again, like they people weren't they were paying like, for stuff like that. They were like, "Put Sloop John B on this mess, Jesus yeah. Christ!" <laughs> they were like, "This isn't the Beach Boys. We want." It we didn't want do well commercially, right? I'm well, pretty it, sure it was it only like number later on. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's the, the Beach Boys. It's the Beach Boys, so yeah, they should have been number one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This right. it took a while for this to to, to warm up for sure. Let's uh, let's move on to I just wasn't made for these times. I wasn't. I keep looking for a place to the most. This is like adaptation. The movie. What about a movie about writing its own movie? This is like about writing him making this album. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Part that was stuck in my head today. Just put my heart and soul. He's just singing. Sometimes I feel very sad. Over and over again. <laughs> like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's hilarious. But like that was in my head today. It's just him saying, "Sometimes I feel very sad." Sometimes I feel like that's ridiculous. They, they like it's very stream of consciousness. Yeah. Like I could, I couldn't imagine him sitting like there was like a board of executives that lo- had to listen to this, and they're like, "What the fuck is he doing? He's just saying he's sad." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't the beach I was, voice. I was, Once I was again, just so funny. But then, like, he must. He, I mean, this is where Brian Wilson was. The, the vulnerability piece is like yeah. is huge. Like he. He really didn't have to make this song. No. Oh, this. The vocal harmonies. Two different. I think he's saying I put my heart and soul in it, too. Mm, Put my heart and soul in it. Yeah, apparently that's all Brian Wilson in this song. Oh really? That's him doing the different vocal things right. too. Yeah. Oh, he's, interesting. He's, I don't he's know. Charting over himself. I guess it doesn't sound like the Beach Boys at all. Oh, is the theremin? So this apparently was actually played by the guy who made the theremin. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. It was pretty cool. I thought the I thought the good vibrations was the first instance, but I guess it was recorded around the same time. It was recorded in the same studio at the same time. So got it. Okay. Good vibrations is again part of this, basically part of the song. Obviously, a much bigger song than this song. Well, let, okay, let's let's dive a little bit more into the song, not musically, because musically I think it fits in with the rest of the album. There's not a lot going on here other than the yeah. self harmonies. What we coming back to this this story, Brian Wilson's story that he's telling in this in this I'm album. I'm just gonna run through pet sounds. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, perfect. perfect. Like what? Like what? He's 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 got. I, I don't know. We we clearly have just this really sad person who is who is just going ham in the music production, and is and just feels alone. Yeah. But there's there's no there, we don't really get a reason why he's doing it in this album. The, there's the complaints about the reaction of it, but we don't really get the. Um, there's not a lot of what positivity is, in this album. Yeah, there's not like I'm doing this because it's making me creatively fulfilled, or like I'm trying to express this like one specific thing. Like there, there's like these like love songs, and there's like lamenting about himself and like. Yeah, not we're, we're, sorry, we're gonna have to go through pet sounds individually. Okay. Yeah, you got to you got to pause this. Those sounds is insane. The song is insane. Okay. Okay. I, I thought I thought I'd be okay with it, but now no, I'm not. <laughs> Caroline, no, we can breeze through. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But Caroline No wasn't even really a part of the album. We should skip right over it. Oh, really? Yeah, Caroline No was a was Brian Wilson's first solo song. And then they just kind of included it on this album, post taste, post post post. I think it, it wasn't oh. originally on the album. Oh, that's that makes so much sense. So that sound should be the closer. Yeah, this should. It sounds like it should be. A cl- I'm always so so confused when there's a song after this. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's no, there should be no song after this. This is it. <laughs> should we and just it, cut it? it should we just cut Caroline now? Yeah, we should. We should just cut it. Oh, I chose okay. the wrong version, but there's not, I don't think there's like the original Pet Sounds version on Spotify. So it's kind of an accessibility problem. Interesting. All right. Well, then, yeah, that, we'll follow that up as the closer. Cool. Um, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Um, what were we talking about? But I, I would just, I, was, I just wasn't made for these times. All right. It's 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 the most clear message from Brian about this album. Mm-hmm. He's and trying to make the album. No one's really agreeing with him or understanding what he's doing, where he's coming from. Right. Nobody's nobody is. I think that I think that like saying that there isn't like a clear message is doing a disservice to all of the all just all of the straight up music that's in it. I think that is right. the message. Is like, look what we can do. Why are we not doing this more? Why are we limiting ourselves to to what like this like setup when we could be doing all of this stuff for the people or whatever? Like look what look right. at, like what we can do with like this like modern technology and this like studio and how good it can sound and how this crazy shit. Like he is like a true artist in that way. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pave the way to do this. Why isn't anyone else doing this? Yeah, you know what? It, it brings up a really important point is that Brian Wilson is not a songwriter. Yeah, no. He's not a songwriter at all. He's a music producer. Yeah. And that, that's just very clear. And especially when you when you bring in the idea that the fact that Tony Asher came in and helped write God Only Knows and helped write the hits of the album, yeah. it becomes even more clear that Brian Wilson is really, really not a songwriter. I think that's a, a very strong point. He also, like, he also doesn't like performing live. He's not a performer. No, no, no. That's like his most well-known hated thing. Yeah, so... He's Clearly, we have a yeah, we have a studio. It's a studio guy. He's yeah. like he's like one of the earliest studio guys. Yeah. 
do you think um do you think Steely Dan <laughs> do you think they love Brad Wilson? Do you think, they did they ever reach out? <laughs> did they hung out? Do 77, like, 77, Brian Wilson was in the middle of a mental breakdown. I think they reached out for Asia. <laughs> for Asia. Hey, black the, cow. They don't even say black cow. Wait, they, don't, <laughs> they don't even say black cow. Black cow. I know they don't. Oh, Why did, I heard that song super recently somewhere where music was being played. Like it was like a live, like. Why can't I come up with a single vocal sample of, of Asia right now? Can you hit me? Asia. They do. They do that at one point. They yeah, they do. Asia. They do. They do. Yeah. So that's the, the least creative. Oh my God. <laughs> you were very high. They say you were very high in black cow. What, what's the, what's the oh, whiskey? Fuck. Oh my God. How's it go? <laughs> oh God. Do we have to play? We might have to play. Oh God! I, I need I to hear the whiskey not, song. I, Deacon I Blues. They call me Deacon, Deacon Blues. Deacon Drink Blues. Scotch whiskey. Oh, oh my God! Oh God! Thank you. Oh my All God. right. All right. Do I need to do a Brian Wilson impression of this now? The or, other. Or, are we over this? I don't know why it happened, but uh, me and Mia were just talking about. We were. I was talking about pet sounds or whatever, and I like couldn't think of. Wouldn't it be nice? I couldn't think of the name of the song. And I was like, okay, like, how does it go? Like, I know it starts with the W, and like, I just couldn't do it. And so she like looked up the lyrics and was like giving me hints. And I don't. Remember. Oh no! She- yeah, yeah. And eventually, I got there. No, but then she started playing a terrible rap song. What's that song? Party like a rock star. While she was saying the words, just just screwing with fuck, you, just to fuck with me. And then eventually, I got there, and it was really uh, cathartic. That's gold. It's like getting a sneeze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would love to hear Brian Wilson remake Asia. I think that would be, <laughs> I think that would be an ideal thing for everyone. <laughs> Did we have a point? Did you have an end point on I just wasn't made for these times? Uh, no, no. I, I guess I we kind of got there. I, did, I didn't really have any. It wasn't a note or anything. I just, I, I just think I, I, I'm really glad that we got to the, to the whole thing. That Brian Wilson is not a songwriter, and that his messages through the production itself which is so yes. true yeah so true we, we did in it, a lot man. of ways it's 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 a middle finger to every what everyone else was doing at the time exactly and it's, and it's like kind of this flourish this 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 hurricane of creativity but it took 10 months so it's not yeah. really a hurricane it's a meticulous yeah it's a working. long time in the studio and you know he was in there full time going crazy <laughs> he literally went crazy <laughs> he literally went crazy to make this album we still enjoy it to this day. Thank you. I Thank still you, listen Brian to Wilson. It regularly. It's so good. It's so good. I, I get I get such a it's so uh, listenable. I get such a <laughs> like pleasure out of hearing like hearing like his personal narrative, like so true, mm-hmm. so raw. Even if it's not super well told, it's, it's, it's incredibly done. There's just no down part besides how much I hate Sloop John B. It's not that bad, but I just Sloop John B is trash. It's just well, it's fine. I think it's fine. It just doesn't belong on this album at all. Yeah, exactly. So besides that, like everything, there's no misses. Like you just go through it and it's so listenable. There's no skipping. Like it's just yep. It's just so good. Zero, yeah, every every song has its thing where you're like, oh, I really like that. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, pet sounds. Are we ready? Let's do it. I'm treating it as a closing track. Any of you haters, 
can fuck off. You can't hear it, but I'm flipping off. Uh, that was me doing it. This, this right here, this is a, this is a guitar being played in the Coke bottle. It's a guitar. Oh, sorry, the Coke bottle is the slide. Oh, nice. And then the bass is a water jug being hit with a mallet. The layering of the sounds almost deletes it. There's a lot going on. There's, there's 10 violins in this. There's like 20 plus instruments. Doesn't it give you Quincy Jones vibes? Big Bossa Nova? Yeah, the big band Bossa Nova, yeah. I love this. I think this song is good. I don't like this song. I think it's fine. I think it's a great outro to the album. I think it's brilliant. I think I think the the layering and the rhythm. Then the switch up, get out of here. I know it just sounds a little meandering to me. Not like it's like bad, like I enjoy it, but I'm not gonna say it's. Like that, it's a great end. That's that's very stereotypical for the 50s. Yeah. But then there's a lot of stuff in here that's not at all. Which is very of the album, I mean. Yeah, it's a culmination of the album. That's why it's such a good closing song. It really is. It's an excellent closing song. Right, let's get to the dogs barking, is that? Let's mm-hmm. see. And the train. In the train. I love that. That's I think that's a... in Caroline No. Uh, oh, I'm going to look up the original no. track list of Pet Sounds. I might be wrong about this being. Maybe I know it's Brian Wilson's first solo thing. Like, he definitely is a full, full Are solo. Are you saying we're to listen to Caroline No as a possibility? Possibly, possibly. Hold on. Original what? Track list. Yes, I should have done this beforehand. No, I don't care. Yeah, of course. I oh, know Caroline No was on there. It was. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to slide through it. Uh, you know, I like Caroline. Dude. That's a good song. Yeah, it's a nice song. I don't, I don't, was, oh, yeah, it was a single off that song. I forgot about that. Ha! The singles were Sloop John B, Caroline No, and Wouldn't It Be Nice slash God Only Knows. I don't know how that works. Jesus Christ, guys. Okay, him saying Caroline No is really good. Oh, and he does a crazy falsetto in this. Like, oh. It's so sad to watch a sweet thing. Oh. 
Poor Brian. Do you think her name is actually Caroline? No. This is a Tony Asher deal. Oh, Apparently right. the song was originally called Carol, Carol, I Know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but Brian Wilson literally heard Caroline Know and that's what the song. Caroline Know. It was supposed to be like this understanding song and he turned it into like a really sad song. Oh my about, God. about a girl like losing her childhood he, kind of he wilsoned it he brined it he, he definitely he brined it bw that one hey you know Before i heard it but can we make it much sadder <laughs> yeah he said he said afterwards like i felt really sad so i wanted to make a sad song <laughs> you kidding yeah. me yeah that, that works yeah that's how it works oh my god smiley weird. smile was the album that came after after this with good vibrations well yeah this is oh it wasn't an actual album i don't this was like a it was, this is like a compilation of oh. the songs that were made during that time. Prison Villains is the other song that I really like. All right, here's here's it, here it is, here it is. We're getting into good vibrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to hear the train. I love trains. Dogs. And dogs. Okay, and we're not gonna hear that last octopus part. So. We're running out of time. I actually don't know when we started. What are we clocking? We're, right We're good. We're good. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but we have to talk. I guess we have to talk. The let's let's just close out the album. We don't have to go to Good Vibrations. Okay. It's just not. It's just not in the album. Yeah. Fair they didn't put it in the album. We'll trust okay. Brian. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's. Um, that's supposed to be the place. The song. Yeah, Caroline. No. God, I wish it was Pet Sounds. God, don't we all? That's not the first time. We've talked about this in many episodes. Yeah, Peter, Bjorn, and John was the the best example. Yeah. Just throwing a trash song at people. (laughs) Zero respect for their own album. (laughs) (laughs) That was the most painful experience. It was like, that's called some stupid, like, taco head. It was, like, so dumb. (laughs) But it was the song that... the. The actual the song that should have ended it was literally called "Roll the Credits," and then they yeah. just have this other song, <laughs> "Roll the Credits." It was called "Roll the Credits," and it sounded oh, like, "God, oh, why are things this the is, way they are?" This is not that bad, I have to say. Pet Sounds is really good, but Caroline Knows is also a nice song. Like it ends, and it's like, okay, it's right? Nice. It fits it's in pretty. musically for sure. Um, it doesn't really fit in thematically at all. It does fit in in the fact it's that a it's a complete sad. heartbreak song. Yeah, it's not a heartbreak song. It's it's a, it's a song about this girl losing kind of her childhood. Oh, I thought it was you broke my heart. And no, no, it's, you changed. Oh. You well, oh. it, I think it's oh. you changed. It's, that's why it's not it's not like a Got relationship it. song. Maybe it was a relationship, oh. but that's not really clear. Mm. Could be either way. It's and, a sad and, ass song, and even. Even musically, it sounds so much more simplistic than anything else in the album. It does. It does. It really does. It's like really like bare bones. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It's going to get. For me, it's <laughs> like got to be a two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a very good song. I just don't really like it. It's it's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, sorry, Caroline. No. Caroline, no. You we have a rubric and you didn't pass it. Sorry. Not sorry at all. All right. Okay. Um, you want to talk uh, album cover really quick? Yeah, I guess we did. Album cover. Uh, we talked about Pet Sounds, uh, the name. Now, Pet Sounds, as far as a, a, the title, go, uh, the album cover goes, is just the Beach Boys feeding a goat. Multiple goats. Multiple goats. Looks like they had 
at the end of the day, I think the album cover is a classic studio bullshit play. <laughs> and of course it is. I mean, there's nothing else that explains this. I think it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely I actually love ridiculous. it. I love the color of green that they picked for it. I have to say, like the me too. The, the color green at the top. I think that that makes the me green happy. and the brown. And I see that on the uh, yeah, and the brown tones that are in the picture. I actually really like this album cover. I think it's kind of like perfect that it's stupidity. I, I, as as an album cover, like as a picture, I like it. But yeah, this is a ridiculous album cover for this a, album. For this no album. sense at all. Yeah. What would you do? Like abstract art? Like what? What? What do you think would be the more? No, I don't think abstract art would be quite right. I think I think what the what the direction Fleet Foxes went with that with that 18, 1500s painting yeah, would yeah. might be a way to the go with this thing. Um, yeah, I, I would look at what some symphonies have done with their album covers, mm-hmm. and then I, I would I would maybe go with that. Um, <laughs> it's a ridiculous album. And and in in the packaging of it, the packaging of it, mm-hmm. because they were the Beach Boys, and because this was so different, yeah, it, they didn't really have an option. Yeah, they had to do something. I think they did the best with what they had. I think they did okay, but this just ridiculous. No, no, no I mean, like uh, in terms of working in the context of it being '66 and then being Capitol yeah. Records, and they did like, what they had to do. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> they they did what they had to do. Sacrifices, uh, yeah. but yeah, there, there should have been a different one. But I, I'm I'm honestly. It, considering it being 66 and them not being like the Beatles in terms of like what they could do and the freedom that they had. I think, right. Uh, I, I like it. All right. Sweet. So that's, that's pet sounds. We're, we're putting, we're, co- we're putting the cover shut on this one. And it's, Jay, it's yeah. I want to, I want to know your final thoughts um, on this album. If anything changed after listening to it and after talking about it here and then. I don't think, I don't think anything changed. It's just my appreciation of it just grew. I'm like, I just, I've listened to it so much more intently and now I'm never going to not hear all of the things that I hear now, which is really, really cool. Like I'm never not going to hear the timpanis, which I always noticed them before, but now like I've like clued in on them and like the way that they go through the album, I think is so cool. And everything about this album is, is really cool. And yeah, I'm just gonna keep listening to it forever. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll, I will definitely also be on that percussive twist about what's going on with the percussion because I, I I don't normally listen to that, but but this album, especially now that you mentioned that kind of bang drum, it's definitely something that will occur to me mm-hmm. more as I listen to this. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Any songs that you would revisit? What do you mean? Any songs that you that that you would just come back to and listen to for fun? After this, God, listen, or besides just, God only knows. Um, I think I know there's an answer is probably like one of the ones that really like got to me this time. Like that, his his just like, uh, and and a little bit here today. Those two songs like actually like really got me more than they ever had in terms of whenever I had listened to this. I, I I completely agree with the I know there's an answer. There's something about the chorus. Yeah. The way, of course, I know there's an answer. Yeah, there's it's so stark and so sharp and spot yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I think that maybe that finds us the our answer. So the question being, what song do we add to our playlist? Our long-running album crawl playlist, which is on Spotify. If you can find it, good luck. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's on our Instagram. We should we should probably hype this more during the episode, but every episode we pick a song off the album to add to the playlist and just right, we should agree on it. And 
I think that's where we're at, right? Right. Exactly. Let's do it. I like let's it. Just, let's, let's, let's jump back in a little bit before we, before we pick the next album. So many people who think they can do it alone. They isolate their heads and stay in their safety zone. Now what can you tell them? And what can you say that would make them Take a look at my recent searches on Spotify. It's Pet Sounds, John Coltrane, and Shrek 2, the original soundtrack. That's everything music essentials. It's actually <laughs> it's actually everything that you that every human needs. It should be the the welcome pack to the party of being <laughs> the party we call life. Welcome you're to this need, party. You're gonna need three things. Pet John sounds? Coltrane, pet sounds. The Shrek 2 soundtrack. Not Shrek 1, not Shrek 3. <laughs> Shrek, you mean Shrek the third? Oh, yes. yes. All right. So next forget. episode, uh, normally, obviously, if you've been listening and you know anything about anything, geez, especially if you've made it this far, you know that me and Paul switch off who picks the album each time. But next episode will be a little different because we have a guest uh, and uh, guest pick when they come on the show our father our only so far only guest this is our second guest coming in is a friend of mine named colby and so he picked the album this time paul you may know it i don't i don't know actually i oh, I, I only know this band from him and I'm pretty excited about it they're a band called drama the oh yeah is called gallows from 2016 okay it's short it's eight songs 30 minutes i know uh, a few songs from this album yeah so it should be a lot of fun Fuck Dave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, sweet. Uh, yeah. Tune in next time and uh, we'll enjoy listening through Gallows. Oh, yes. Any final thoughts? Thank you for making it this far. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our commentary on Pet Sounds. I know it's not a it's not an album that it's an album that's been covered a lot of times. Um, and it's a very famous album for a lot of different reasons. Um, and you know, touching on touching on the music history and the quality of music, I'd say it's up there in the the highest quality quality albums for sure that we've that we've gone through. And I think we've done a pretty good job of, of showing why. So I hope you like it and follow follow us along on Instagram at the album. At, it's just the at the album crawl. Um, and let us know if you have any suggestions, comments um for for the next episode so that's that's all i got thanks for listening yep yep thanks so much and uh tune in next time with our guest colby rasplica the album gallows by drama here's the first song hopes up see you next time
you so